0: Amen, amen. Thank y'all. Okay, we are culminating our series on connection. Just a quick recap: we had the, we went through the Bible in five Sundays, and understanding the whole gospel on the theme of connection. We learned in the first two chapters that God created us for connection. The the answer to the question, why are we created? We're found in the two greatest commandments which all the law, all the prophets are based on, to love God with all our heart, mind and soul and to love one another as ourselves. So we were created for connection and in the beginning there was perfect connection between humans and gods. And then we went to chapter three and learned that there was a disconnect between humanity and God. And that came from this gift that God gave us this gift of free will that allows us to love if using, uh, used correctly, but it also is the core of our sin if we use it selfishly. And we all are inflicted with that. And then we went through the Old Testament and saw that God attempted through covenant, through law, through prophet, prophets to try to reconnect with us. And he tried over and over to give us laws that would put us where we need to be to be in right relationship with God. Uh, he, He sent the prophets to call the people back to right relationship with God. In the beginning, he tried to keep these relationships together through covenants. But the problem was us. Uh, We saw through God's chosen people that we can never be faithful enough. We can never be righteous enough. Even if we start down the right path, eventually, if we're not careful, our will will become all about us, and we will use it selfishly. So the the Old Testament ended with the same disconnect that we found in chapter 3. There was no solution, but God, because he knew about this glitch in the matrix— which is if we have this ability to choose and to love, then it has to come with the ability not to choose. But in God's sovereignty, he had a plan from the beginning how we can take this gift that became a curse and give it back to a gift that when we choose Jesus Christ, the one that is faithful, the one that is righteous, and we saw that in the story of Jesus in the garden as opposed to the story of Adam where they chose their to use their will selfishly. Jesus in the garden, before he went to the cross, expressed his will, I don't want to go through this. Take this cup from me. But then, so that was his will, not to do what God sent him here to do because it was going to hurt and be painful. But he said, and this is... Turned everything, but not my will. Your will be done. And so, all of those who put our faith in Jesus Christ by repenting of our sins, of our selfishness and our sin, and turning back towards God and saying, Lord, I no longer want my will, I want your will, we turn that gift or that curse back into a gift. And we are reconnected to God through Jesus Christ. So that brings us to today and hopefully and really maybe for us as Christians, professing Christians, that this is the most relevant to us. If we're professing Christians, I assume that we have gone through this process and we've died to our will and we say, Lord, I don't want my will, I want your will. And then we try to live into that every day. And that's a struggle because right now we have the the two natures. We have the Spirit of God. We are reconnected to the Spirit of God, but we also struggle in the flesh. But the more we, and here's what today is about. We have been reconnected through Jesus Christ. Now today we're talking about connection maintenance we got to maintain that connection. Now, understand, this isn't God saves, God justifies, God sanctified. It's all God's work through the Holy Spirit. But our job is to have a strong connection, to stay connected to God. But we don't have to—well, let's jump into it here— So the first is that we need to keep connected, just like any relationship. If you are married and your spouse, if you didn't spend any time, you didn't talk, you didn't do things together, you didn't serve them, that wouldn't be a real strong relationship, would it? And it probably wouldn't last real long. And our relationship with God is no different. We have to spend time, we have to show our love for God. We have to show uh, our, our desire to be in relationship with God. But all we have to do is stay connected, and we stay connected through what we've, we've talked a lot here at different times in this last year, uh, through the means of grace. We stay connected to God through Scripture, through prayer, through fellowship with other believers, others that have the Spirit of God in them. When we gather together, we should feel the Spirit even stronger we do it through serving others. When we serve others selflessly, we are never more like Jesus. And so this is how we stay connected to God. But again, we're not doing it on our own power. Our scripture starts out telling us telling us how we do this. All right, listen for the word of the Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us the very great precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires." But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and if you, were receive, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom to our, of our Lord Jesus Christ and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So in there you see it is encouraging us to make every effort to stay connected to God. But it is not by our own power that we stay. We stay connected, but God sanctifies us. God molds us and makes us into the very image of Christ. Our job is to stay connected. Just stay connected to Christ. And through these things, God will change us. We don't change ourselves. So often we approach it like I am going like a self help class or book, and I'm going to read, and I'm going to change myself, and I'm going to do this. No, you just be in the presence of God, in the presence of His people, in the presence of the Word, in in prayer. You be in the presence, and God changes you. And before long, you're like, oh, I don't really have that desire anymore. Because when you're being filled with God, it's pushing out other stuff. And so we get, but what happens, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. So we have to keep connected because it is the living water of Christ. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that we are reconnected to. Remember in chapter 2, when God breathed the very spirit of life, he formed humans, and then he breathed life into them. Through Christ, we are reconnected to the very breath and life and spirit and power of God. But we got to keep connected. The second thing is we have to keep the channels clear. Kind of like with the kids in my sock. Now... We have, we have the spirit and the flesh that live together. A lot of times in Kairos or a walk to Emmaus or something like that, you'll have these prisoners that come to the Lord after living a rough life, like you heard that testimony. And sometimes we have to be careful they don't get the wrong uh, idea in the sense that, oh, it's all over now. The idea is that that's not it. It's just started. Because before, all you had, all we had, or whoever it might be that's come to the Lord, all they had was the flesh and the natural person governing their lives. Now we've added the Spirit, the wrestling matches on. Then that's why we have to stay connected, and we have to keep that channel clear. And what clogs at, not too long ago, Lisa remembers the joy of this, I think, or I don't know who found it, when we were getting our reconstruction, there was a huge leak in the kitchen and water started coming down. And so I was heading up north and I turned around and we had to deal with it. You know what it was? It was our air conditioning drain. It got clogged up and it caused a major crisis. Same thing in our lives. If we let our hearts get clogged up with hatred, with anger, with hurt, with guilt, whatever it is, anxiety, stress, if we let our heart get clogged up, it's not gonna end well. And so we have to continually clean that out. Jesus says it's so important in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, listen, if you have something, he doesn't even say you. He says, if you think somebody has something against you, You better go and get that straightened out before you come to my altar. Well, one reason is because he's like, I want to pour into you, but if you're filled up with so much junk, there's not going to be any room to pour into you. So go clean it out and clean it out for that other person. So it comes through confession and repentance and forgiveness and pouring out to God, confessing to God to one another. Going back to spouses again, right? If you've been married any length of time, you've said, oh, yeah, you probably aren't married any length of time if you're not learning how to say I'm sorry. I've said, I've learned. I've been, my wife has been become really good at receiving my sorry and forgive. She's very good at forgiving. I'm very good at saying my, I'm sorry because I've had a lot of Practice. But when we mess up in our relationships with one another, confession, repentance, and forgiveness helps to clean out the clocks. And when we fail in our relationship with God and we fall short, which we all do, God says, you know how to clean it up. And in fact, he says, I've already cleaned it up for you. I've already taken care of it on the cross. All you got to do is give it to me. So there's no sense in carrying around all this junk that Jesus already went to the cross and died for. Get it cleaned out. So we're responsible for staying connected, doing our part in the relationship. And then once we stay connected, make sure that the flow of God's spirit and God's grace and God's mercy is strong by not letting our pipes get clogged. And then the same idea as that We have to make sure that the signal is strong, that there's no interference. So we can get those clogs on the inside, but we can also have a lot of interference um, that we don't get a strong message. This, this, I don't know, I know the staff knows, I don't know if people have tried to use their phones in here. It's kind of a dead spot, especially the kitchen. I, every now and then I'll be talking to somebody, I'll walk in the kitchen and it goes black until I get to the other side. There's not a, there's some metal building, I don't know, tower, I don't know what it is. But something's interfering with the signal. And if we're not careful, Jesus talks about the word being planted in the gospel of Matthew and sometimes it by the world comes in and chokes it out with the thorns and the weeds. Sometimes the wind comes and blows it because it's not, it's not deep. But we have to make sure that we have a clear signal because there's a lot of stuff, a lot of other signals coming at us in the world. I mean, I, can, I know there's days where I'm in my word regularly, morning, afternoon, night. I'm praying. I'm focused on Christ. It's good. There's other times where I get busy, and I haven't done any of it. I watched way too much news and TV, and all of a sudden, and I can feel the difference at night in my soul because there has been too much interference that I have allowed into my life that has blocked the signal and the 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 Holy Spirit. God's always poured. You notice God's part of the pipe never gets clogged. God's signal is always clear. We're the ones that get clogged up in our hearts and we're the ones that allow other signals to come into our life and speak and pour into us and, and, and just kind of misshape, warp our souls, our spirits, and you can feel it. You have to, and that goes, circles back to staying connected. I tell my kids all the time, I said, you got to be intentional about going to church. You got to be intentional about, because the world comes at you without even trying through TV, through your cell phones, so, I mean, you name it. It just constantly comes at you. You got to be intentional about lessening that signal and increasing the frequency of the Holy Spirit in your lives. And to do that, you have to stay connected. And you have to lessen that interference. Because one tears at your soul, the other nurtures and builds. And it, life comes at you. Some of you, as, as uh, Josh was saying, some of you might be going through a good time in your life, smooth time. Some of you might be struggling with jobs or decisions, world, everyday anxieties. Some of you might be having, dealing with something a lot worse than that. And we never know when it's going to come at us. And God's always there when we need him, but God says it'll be so much better if your soul is rooted deep. When the winds and the storms of this life come at you, you got to be rooted deep. Otherwise, and we've seen it this past year, I was meeting with a bunch of pastors and we've seen it this past year, a lot of people that weren't rooted deep in their own faith have gone into the wind. We got to stay connected. We got to keep those channels clear. And we got to lessen the interference so we can hear and feel and receive God's grace, mercy, forgiveness, and the power of His divine nature, His Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. I thank you for your patience. I pray as we come to communion, Lord, that you would speak to each one of us through this holy sacrament about your sacrifice and about your love. That when given the opportunity to follow your will, you chose God's will. Not just that we might have salvation, that we would have a way back to God. That when we are in Christ, God no longer sees our unfaithfulness, our rebellion, our unrighteousness. When we are in Christ, God sees Christ's righteousness. God sees Christ faithfulness. So Lord, help us to be in Christ, stay connected to Christ, that we might live as your children. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.